Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Back on my horse and a carriage. When you never gonna imagine. I never know you're gonna have a unique. That honestly sounds better than her. Thank you so much. Like, Rihanna, no if you like listen to this, no tea, no shade, but like some shade. Yeah. I sounded pretty good. And that was like pre auto tune. Yeah. That was like turning. That was me on like a public radio microphone. Definitely turned Adam Levine's chair. You're wonderful. You're an amazing singer. And also Pharrell. Well, you know, Adam Levine says she's the Frank Sinatra. Of no, that was Chris Martin because he like wants to smash. Same difference. They, you know, they have like the same body type. They both like took the same Kama Sutra workshop that like Sting taught. Because they're like, Sting, man, we really look up to you. Who else is in this class? You know they were. You know Bono or Bono had to make a fucking... It's always Bono. <laughs> you know Bono was like actually like a guest teacher. He was like a substitute teacher. <laughs> I just love the idea of Sting teaching a Kama Sutra class. That's fucking Tell awesome. Tell me he wouldn't, though. I think sex is a wonderful way of giving thanks both to your partner and to, to God. I mean, what a fantastic mechanism for making life. Can I sign up for this class? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I would definitely be like, I'm here if, I mean, I'm just like here in case anybody needs to try out like anything. demo for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Would you demo with Bono? No. No, 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 no. I would um, force quit. Like I would control, <laughs> alt, delete. <laughs> Jessica Williams. And I'm Phoebe Robinson. <laughs> OMG, you guys. Jess couldn't make it to this one because she was filming her hot new movie. Oh my gosh, that's right. Actually, it might be a little jelly for this episode. It's so good. No, don't be jelly. You're right. Plus, Baron Vaughn guest hosted this, and he's just the best. What a cocoa king, I swear to God. We've got a killer lineup with Kristen Rand, Ryan Shutt, and then Baron Vaughn takes a turn behind the microphone. He takes a turn behind the microphone. He takes a turn on top of the microphone. And then he goes and he kisses the microphone. Oh my gosh. Hi, how are you guys? Wait, what did you say? Oh, thank you. I, I'm in like with you. It's still a little early. Um, don't want to. Thank you. Anyone else got anything else to. You guys are great. Thank you guys so much for coming out to Two Dope Queens. Brought to you by WNYC Studios. So, as you can tell, I am up here alone. So, there's a thing called showbiz. We're all in it. Um, There are TV shows about it, like Unreal and... Melrose Place was also another show that existed. Um, and uh, my, my work wife, platonic best friend ever, uh, Jessica, is not here tonight. But I don't want to do this alone, okay? I'm a, I'm a delicate flower. I need to have... I need someone to help me out. Is there anyone here who can help me co-host this thing tonight? Someone is saying Hark. Who is it? It's me, the dude with the wine. <gasps> he has wine. Okay, he wins out. I got rose. You have Rosé? Get up here. Please welcome to the stage Baron Vaughn, everybody. Yeah. 
Sorry, you guys were all in the running, but he brought the rosé yeah. and the champagne glasses that say white male tears, and that is... Hashtag stay hydrated. Stay hydrated, friends. <laughs> so, Baron is one of my closest friends in life. You guys probably know him from his Netflix show, Grace and Frankie. Oh, really? Some people, okay. Your half-hour special on Comedy Central. Less applause. <laughs> no, it's still there. It's still there. Okay. Give it up for him one more time, everybody. <laughs> oh, my um, So, Phoebe and I have been friends for a long time, and uh, so you're going to get to see, like, a little bit about what our friendship is like. Yes. So you you live in L.A. I do, yeah. And you've been there for, what, a decade now? Five years. Okay, close <laughs> Half of that. You multiplied well, it by you, too. Oh! Yeah, I know. This is the other part of mine and Phoebe's friendship, is me making puns and her laughing at me in spite of her best judgment. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we, so we met six years ago. Uh, yeah, I guess so. We met because we did a show in the Lower East Side. It was in yeah. the back of a restaurant. Yeah. Our good mutual friend Jordan Carlos was there, and he told you that you should date me. Yes, he did say that. Right. Very cute. He kept so looking cute. at me going like... <laughs> What about her? She and likes you too. You like theater. <laughs> you could talk about you too and Eugenia Unesco. Um, and it's very deep theater jokes. Come on. <laughs> I got a lot of Aeschylus material to get through tonight. So I hope you guys like Greek tragedies. <laughs> but we did, I feel like we were this close to actually dating. Did you feel that way? Yes. Oh. Yes. I had no idea. Yeah, I, I have the G chest. Do not, I have the G chest. Oh, I didn't think you were into me. That's, what I, that's, that's why I'm no. surprised to hear it now. No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> all right. I was into it. However, there were two things. First of all, oh. you, were, you were about to move to L.A. Yes. in like maybe two months after I met you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I was like, that, I don't know if I could do long disc. And then... And then the other th true thing, the truer thing. No, that's that's the truth. deeper thing. No, the, I mean, deeper the deeper thing, thing is that you mm -hmm. are polyamorous. Yeah, put it out there. <laughs> Everybody's like he's so weird. <laughs> now I understand Ionesco <laughs> and why he's wearing so much plaid. Yeah, 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 plaid on plaid. You know that he's plaid. <laughs> um. That's what I do in front of my bathroom mirror all the time. So <laughs> I'm glad you can be that. Um, so yes. that, that was a sticky point for me because yeah. I'm, I'm Soup's Monogs. And <laughs> that was so ignorant. That sounds like a really boring lunch. <laughs> can I get the Soup's Monogs? <laughs> Just one forever. <laughs> <laughs> God, this is so fun already. Um, so that's why we, we didn't date, because there were discussions about it. You yeah, were we did to, discuss it. Right, you were trying to see if I would like maybe want to be polyam, and I was like, I can't do it. Yeah. I'm from Ohio. That's just like... <laughs> 
In Ohio, we believe in monogamy and LeBron, and that's it. <laughs> that's true. That's that it. it. Those are the two things. That's it. So you're still you're still Polly, correct? <laughs> you can tell there's an emotional change because of falsetto. <laughs> um, so wait, so you're not? I mean, I I look, I I still believe in it, but I'm with someone who is not. So I'm not being polyamorous while I'm with this person. So I'm you're monogs right now. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm soups monogs. Uh, so how is that? How's that change been going? Oh, it's it's been fine, you know, because the thing is that when we met, you know, um, like I'm 35. I know you can't tell by looking because it don't crack, but. Um, <laughs> Look, polyamory is a fantastic idea, and I still believe in it. It's just really, 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 really hard to do it well. I think it's, it, you know, like, I think that it's not really polyamory or monogamy that is yeah. hard. It's people. Right. People with all their bullshit. Yeah. People. Tucked away in a place inside of them that they have no idea. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a piece of luggage that you're looking for, and you find you're like, oh, shit, all my childhood issues are in here. But it's just <laughs> taking up room inside of you, and you have no idea. Anyway, I'm going to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's fantastic. I'm so excited for you. Oh, well, I'm excited for you, too. Seriously, I'm sitting, I was standing back there waiting for my bit. Yeah. I swear someone was going to tackle me. like, you do not talk with Phoebe. I swear that was going to happen. But, like, this audience is fantastic. So it's, it's, I'm so happy from what, what you have created here. It's, it's really, it's really, yeah. uh, it's like watching my, my sister do well and it's, Aww. it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it warms the cockles of my heart. Oh, Baron, we weren't going to get genuine up here. I know, because we have microphones, but sometimes it happens. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys ready for more show? Our next act that we're going to bring out, she is a good friend of both Barry and I. She also lives in L.A. She's in town doing some shows. She performs all over the country. She's one of my favorite people. One of my favorite comedians as well. Please give it up for Kristen Rand, everybody! Oh, my God! Hi! Oh my God, you guys are gorgeous. I'm so happy to be here. I am uh, living a life of immense privilege. I thank you so much. Um, yeah, I don't want to brag. That's gauche. Um, it's tacky. Why would you do it? But I do lease a 2005 Scion, so I don't want to. <laughs> Why would I hide that from you? You know, <laughs> doing all right. Um, I was recently pulled over, though, because the headlight was out. I was given a ticket. I was very upset uh, that I was pulled over, mostly because I knew that headlight was out. Um, <laughs> it's been out for, like, a year. Uh, I liked it like that. Um, and the reason I liked I just felt like with that headlight out, I felt like my car was such an accurate reflection of its driver. I felt, you know, like dogs sometimes look like their owners. I thought me and my sign were like little twins. Like, <laughs> like during the day, we're both cool, chill, normal. And at night, we're just like, what's up? <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> All right. I, um... 
I like to prove to myself constantly, usually about every other day, that I have the capacity to ruin my own life. Uh, Good news is, y'all have that too. We all have that gift. It is buried deep within. You have to just wait for the fear to allow it to arise. For me, it's always the same story. It's just me with a fresh pack of Oreos I just bought. (laughs) I just like to hold it, you know. Be present with it. Uh, Peel back that wrapper. (laughs) Take out as many cookies as fit between my thumb and middle finger. And then I just go ahead and drop those straight into my purse, okay? (laughs) Not even into a separate bag or anything, just your standard Lucy cookies in your purse so that I can navigate the emotional landscape of existence. So... Doing all right. I do not weigh myself. That's an act of violence. Thank you so much. (laughs) I own a mirror. I get it. Uh, (laughs) I have been lots of weights in my life. I love them all. I tend to think of myself as very body positive. Um... Yeah, I feel like I've been body positive since way before it was a hashtag, though. I don't want to, like, get hipster on body positivity, but I would say, like, age five, body positive. (laughs) And if you're not familiar with that term, it's just like when I tell you I'm body positive, I'm just letting you know that I know that I'm positive my body is sturdy as fuck. Like... No, I'm not in amazing shape right now, but I also know I'm not in terrible shape. You know, I'm not in bad shape. Thank you. I guarantee if I showed up as a sub on your softball team tomorrow morning, you'd get amped as fuck. Tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) You're like, shit, she's gonna be good. Put her in. You'd be right. Uh, I'm amazing at softball. You'd be right to think that. Uh, It's the only sport I play. Here's why. Not hard. Not a hard sport. Barely exercise. Barely exercise. Um... (laughs) I've been playing for a long time. All you have to do is kind of like show up with your calves, uh, (laughs) have a decent glove, get out on that field, hunker down, and eat a ton of pussy. And those are the only rules for softball. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. (laughs) I've never checked the manual officially, but I've never been kicked off a team. You feel me? They they asked me to come back every summer, so... Mama's doing something right. All right. I am very chill, if you can't tell, super chill. Got lots of cool tattoos, so trust me, I'm cool. Um, I, I know I, I have real dumb tattoos. They're all embarrassing. None of them mean anything. I have a tattoo of a yoga pose. I don't know. I don't know what I was doing. All of them are embarrassing. <laughs> the only one I have that's even remotely sweet at all is uh, just one that makes any sense, and it's, it's just my mom's initials over my heart. It's very sweet, very simple. Just a tribute to my mom, just her initials over my heart, which uh, has been incredible, because uh, for the last 10 years now, anybody has me naked. It's like, hey, who's that? And I'm like, oh, it's my mom. <laughs> yeah, anytime you see my tits, please think about my mom, Trudy. What's up? <laughs> no, she's not even dead. I just like her a lot. She's just... <laughs> Cool, all right. Uh, I am uh, I am so, uh, I think, obsessed with seeming laid back that I text the words, no worries, way too much. All the time, I'm just, no worries, I'm cool. <laughs> and then I realized back in January, I'm over it, man. 
So instead of texting the words, no worries, instead I text the words, I don't give a shit. And (laughs) means the same thing. (laughs) Just way more fun. Your friend's like, I'm running behind, there's traffic. You're like, oh, I don't give a shit. I was just... Just living my life over here, so... Another thing that bothers me, like, with phones in general is people that are, like, on their phones way too much. I get you have anxiety and you're scared and you got to dive in and you feel safe in there. I understand that. But when you're one-on-one with another person and you're just in your phone constantly, it's obnoxious and it hurts your friend's feelings. I have friends that do it. I mean, it's an L.A. thing. I don't know. But I found a way. This is 100% success rate to get my friends out of their phones successfully. I'm going to share this advice with you guys today. You're welcome. Here's how it goes. You know, you're sitting across from them. They're just in their phone. Uh, you're sitting across from them, uh, weeping. And um, <laughs> what you do is you grab your phone, take a picture of them using their phone. Take a pic from any angle, low, high, who cares? They're not going to notice. And then you immediately text them that picture just with the words, I miss you. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Enjoy the rest of your show. One more time for Kristen Rand, everybody. Kristen Rand. How you doing, Gary? Me? <laughs> yeah. Burning up, wearing too many layers. Me too. Wearing way too many layers. I told you. Plaid on plaid on plaid on plaid. I told you not to wear that many layers. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, I'm going to do what I want anyway. And I'm like, all right. Is that what what I said? (laughs) I said it like a character from Sanford and Son. Yes. (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to do what I want anyway. (laughs) That's how you sound to me. I didn't mean to give you the Phoebe Jeebies. Yes. That's my theme song for her. Yeah, give me Phoebe Jeebies. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to give me the Phoebe Jeebies. You got to go. Right. <laughs> oh, you guys liked it as little as she does. Perfect. <laughs> Accurate reaction. <laughs> I, I laugh at a lot of your stuff. <laughs> I do. I do. You act like I'm just stonewalling, but I laugh at so many of your things. All right. Um, let's see. What else is going on with me? I'm so glad you asked. Um, Hey, Phoebe. What what else is going on with you? This is a lot of our conversation. I ask a lot, and then... Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. What's going on with you, Phoebe? So I I went to an event with Jess this week. I went to an Apple event um, to check out the new iPhone 7. And I have been running around all day, uh, and so I didn't want to go to the thing, and Jess was like, come, I just got here. So I just threw on, like, whatever clothes I was going to wear because I had three shows that night. So I just put on, like, a tank top, some leggings from Target, and I, like, take a cab there. And I thought I was going to be at, like, an Apple store, and they were just going to, like, show me the phone. I was going to be like, thanks for this, and I'm going to (laughs) leave. But it's some, like, fucking trendy-ass building in Soho. Oh. And I pull up and there's these two people like laptops and I'm like, your name? And I was like, oh shit. Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if I'm, I'm like Phoebe Robinson. I'm like, yeah, just go up that elevator, just press five and the doors will open. And I was like, oh shit, it's opening into something. That's, you gotta dress for that. And I did not dress <laughs> for that. Um, yeah, I was like wearing leggings and I had like a hoodie like wrapped around my waist. 
<laughs> like I had the classic, like I just like had my period in high school and bled through my pants. Look, that's what I was serving. And then everyone's like, why are you wearing a hoodie? I'm like, mind your business. <laughs> So that's what I'm wearing. So I get in the elevator. I'm like, I fucked up. I just is probably looking amazing. The door opens. Serena Williams. Oh. Goodness. Diane Sawyer. Michael B. Jordan. And I'm just like, I'm like, the elevator door is closed. I'm like, oh shit. All right. I'm going to just walk in. And Jess was like dressed, like we were the two fucking dumb idiots who just showed up. Real casual, like this is fucking Afropunk, and like <laughs> forgot that we were invited to an event by like classy ass white people who like have expectations. So you, but you came with truth though. I did. <laughs> like you showed up and you're like, oh, that's two dope queens that literally just showed up. So like I like that that you did that in the first oh, place. Oh, thanks. Yeah, everyone was nice. I, uh, Serena walked past me, she said hi, and my like vagina trembled <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Which I'm sure is like the only like universal reaction that happens when she greets you um and then i didn't say anything to michael b because i'm like i'm not dressed for this like like my roots are showing i'm like wearing sketcher sneakers this is not the time for us to fall in love but but he was there and then so it was like a three-story thing and then tim cook was like upstairs and so I was like, I was like, I want to kind of go up there, but I didn't. I was like, I know how to behave. So I just had these like bullshit hors d'oeuvres that were just like a little tiny piece of lobster on like a cracker that crumbles instantly as you pick it up. <laughs> and then I got to meet Tim Cook and he was so nice. Wait, he came downstairs? Yeah, he came downstairs and talked to everybody. Oh, okay. He's like, let me leave my throne. <laughs> it was crazy. He was so nice. He was like, I like hmm. you guys do. And I was like, wait. You like what we do? And I was like, thank you so much. Bye. But I was like, I, I like your, I was like, I like your phones. <laughs> so they did it. They did a live demo. And so they brought Jess and I over to this couch. And these two people, they're walking us through the phone. And Jess and I were just being really inappropriate. We were just like, being like, oh, can you watch porn on this? And the guy was just like laughing, but like not saying anything back. And... <laughs> There are certain uh, browsers you can get for that. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so she pulled out the, the earphones, and I was like, I was like, oh, that's really exciting. But I, was, but I was like, my ears are kind of small, so I don't know if I can fit these. And Jess was like, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> who are you? Your ears are small? Um, and then she was like, try them, and they fit perfectly. I was like, oh, my God, this is the best product ever. Um, <laughs> Finally, something for my small ears. Yeah, and so then, so then we got our stuff, and then the guy who invited us was like, "Hey, like Pharrell's gonna come in," and I was like, there's "What?" Right, and I was like, "There are too many notable black people here." <laughs> I'm piecing the fuck out, so I we left before Pharrell showed up. But it was, it was I got to learn how to dress better. I realized. Well, you underestimated what, what it was going to be. Right. Well, they also it was just it was, here's the thing it wasn't even like a fucking like evite it was just like an e like an eames it was like an email like hey you want to come to this thing and i was like sure it was soups cash so when an evite comes out is when you're like an evite <laughs> that's almost as bad as a paperless post <laughs> where's my tux 
<laughs> but you know what I mean? Because there's like a thing and there's like graphics flying. You're like, oh, someone like worked on that. <laughs> but like an email, you can send while you're taking a dump. So you're like, I feel like every email is super casual. Like even from like my student loans, they're like sending that from the toilet. Like they're... <laughs> We're all Yo, the same. Yo, Phoebe, what's up? So we're going to sue you? Okay, <laughs> so we just have a couple more acts left. How are you guys? Are you feeling good? You drinking up? <laughs> this guy uh, just moved to New York recently, which is very exciting. So give him a big Brooklyn welcome. Please get up for Ryan Shaw. Hello. I don't know what happened out in the crowd, but feels like that time I peed my pants in that middle school assembly already. Not a great start. All right. I'm, I'm like one of the biggest uh, NBA fans in the world. This is an NBA crowd at all? <laughs> Given the amount of people, no, not really. That's kind of... Well, that's a shame, everybody, because I'm just going to have to power through this fucking joke anyways. <laughs> Sorry. I was hoping there was a quorum. Not even close. Dude, I love the NBA, like, more than anything in the world. It's, like, one of the only things that I watch. Clearly not a popular opinion, but that's fine. Uh, I love everything about it. I got one minor quibble with it. I don't like that it's all broadcast in HD now. You know? The high-definition television broadcast. I just, I, like, I don't like it because you can just see everybody just way too well. Just every face, every pockmark, every, it's just like right there. It's just like, ah. you know, the reason the problem for me is like NBA players, not the greatest looking bunch of people I've seen in my life, you know? Like, have you guys ever seen Kevin Durant in HD? <laughs> Room full of people doesn't really watch the NBA. You guys ever seen this guy in HD? Like, he is a tall, skinny, goofy bastard, man. Like, I know I'm not in a great position to talk, but he's just got that, like, nightmare before Christmas physique thing going on, you know what I'm talking about? Like, he just, he puts on a basketball jersey. It's just like a plastic bag caught in a tree branch. It's like a weird thing to look at. Like, one of my favorite people that does anything ever is LeBron James. Like, I, like I'll do, I'll watch him do anything. But when you watch him in HD for too long, like, you notice the age of his head doesn't really match up with the age of his body, you know? So, like, from, like, the neck down, he's got that, like, shiny, muscular, like, Carl Weathers from Predator body, you know? But then from the neck up, it's just present-day Danny Glover. You know what I'm talking about? It's just, like, somebody cast a curse on his head in exchange for basketball powers at some point. I think the worst-looking dude in NBA history, it's not even a contest, it's Steve Nash. Steve Nash has got an awful-looking face. It's It's true. He's got one of those faces where when you look at him, you're just very aware of the fact that he's got a skull. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's just this, just this taut skin mask over bone, man. Like, have you guys ever seen anybody pet a cat too hard? Do you know what I'm talking about? Just that, like, ah, ah, ah. 
he's just got a face like he's always skydiving. There's, like, there's always G-Force acting on him. It's upsetting. If it seems like I have weird resentment for professional basketball players, it's because I do. Uh, I'll tell you why. Uh, I went home for like a family reunion not too long ago. And uh, when I was home, I got confronted by my uncles. And they insisted on telling me that when she was my age, my mom used to bang just like a ton of professional athletes. Right, which is that's bittersweet news. To learn that you and your mom are both fans of something, but you just have very different ways of showing support. That's been a part about getting older that I haven't liked, by the way, is like my family slowly revealing its horrifying past to me. It's like my family treats its awful secrets like the same way the government does with declassifying information. Like they feel like because four decades have passed, they can now open the file on my mom's activities during the 1976 All-Star Weekend. You know, it's upsetting, man. And it's a thing too. Where like, my mom, she, my mom is like a good-looking woman, right? But she's not like consistently pull down professional athlete dick good-looking. So like, what that tells me is the way that she made the groupie squads through coachability and hustle. Like, I don't want to know that. What about my sweet mom, man? Just her dirtbag leadership qualities really got her on the squad. I, uh, other than uh, the NBA, I, uh, I watch a lot of nature documentaries. You guys fuck with nature documentaries at all? Oh. Thank God. That was like three minutes on basketball after you guys were like, no, we don't really care for it. And I'm like, oh, shit. It's like the only thing I can talk to people about. Uh, I love nature documentaries, man. Here's the thing. I feel like people that make nature documentaries, they don't get nearly enough credit because it's like an impossible job to make a nature documentary and no one cares. It's so hard to do that job well, you know? Like... In my book, the people that make nature documentaries, like, they're saints, man. They gotta be to do that job every day, day in, day out, and not freak out just, like, every day on the job. If they had my personality and were tasked with making a nature documentary, you'd be watching one, and the narrator would be like, this is the Andean spotted panther. We spent over seven years in the wilderness just to capture one glimpse of this elusive cat. No one has captured him on film before. Did you hear what I said? I said seven years in the wilderness just to capture one glimpse of that fucking cat. I was away from my family for seven years. I missed the birth of my son. He calls me David now, not dad, David. Because I missed his birth, and you kind of fast-forward to hopefully skip the breakdown. You're just like, seven years I was in the wilderness. Why? I went to Juilliard for Shakespeare. What am I supposed to be doing with my life right now? This isn't even my real accent. I'm from Jersey, man. They just pay him more if you sound British. It's fucking bullshit. You fast-forward again. He's like, I don't know what happened, man. 
I was supposed to be in movies by now, but it didn't work out. Our plane crashed in the Andes, man. It was terrible. We had to eat one of the camera guys. He was my best friend, but he's the weakest what? He was the weakest what? And everybody at home is watching like, I don't understand why we insist on smoking weed before watching it. It's really backfiring on us right now. Strange note to end on, but you guys have been fantastic. Thank you so much, Ryan Shutt. bring up our final act of the evening. I know, I'm sad it's over too. I said it before you guys got sad, sorry. But I, I knew what was in your hearts. Uh, anyway, I love this guy. He's my bestie from another testie. He's killing it in Hollywood. You saw him earlier. Please get up for Karen Robinson, everybody. Um, she didn't tell me I had to do this. I just got back from Texas, and boy, is my tolerance tired. Um, I had a good time in Texas. I went to a music festival, and I had a fantastic time there because I found out that I'm officially too fucking old to be at a music festival, and I have I just walked around going, fuck all of this, fuck all of this. I like a music festival poster more than an actual music festival. The poster is my festival. I just go, I'll look those names up. Thank you, piece of paper. No need to be around a bunch of coked up 20-year-olds in Austin. I know I'm too old to be at a music festival now because the first thing I do when I walk into any room these days is look for a seat. That's the first thing. I walk into a room, I go, any chairs in here? Empty chairs. No empty chairs. I will not be here long then. Because this is a party. And if I'm going to party, I'm going to need to take a powder. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That's my good review for a party. Hey, how was Keisha's barbecue? Oh, shit, everybody had a seat. There was... Um, Ribs, there was rest, and I was in bed at 9 p.m. on a Saturday. Because I'm in my goddamn 30s. <laughs> a lot of weird habits, I got a lot of weird allergies. I'm allergic to um, dairy, I'm allergic to it. I don't mean I'm lactose intolerant, that's a different experience. Lactose intolerance, I said, oh no, I had pizza, now I'm going fart. I mean... I was in the emergency room because I accidentally had butter on a sandwich and my throat swole up to the point I could no longer breathe. They call it anaphylactic shock and by they I mean the doctor in the emergency room and she prescribed me an EpiPen which I keep on me at all times because nobody knows what the fuck dairy is. By the way, that's my PSA to you. No server, no chef, no owner of restaurant know what dairy is. That's how much dairy we eat as a society. We've forgotten what the fuck it is because I keep having the same conversation when I go out to eat. Can't have any dairy, not because I'm cute, but because it might kill me. Ooh, what about eggs? Eggs are not dairy. But it's from a farm. Dairy's from a fucking cow. 
Ooh, what about asparagus? That's a vegetable. Ooh, what about arsenic? That's literally a poison. Ooh, what about arsenic and old lace? That's an old play. Ooh, what about the crucible? Different old play. Ooh, what about Man Ray? Visual artist. Saw some his photography at a museum the other day. Ooh, what about Ray Manzarek? He's from The Doors. Like, nobody knows what dairy is. Um... Also, I'm allergic to uh, pollen. Very allergic to pollen. So allergic to pollen, I'm actually allergic to weed. Thank you, laugh. Uh, So it's like, oh, that sucks for you. Uh, And it does, because I live in California, where you can get legal marijuana faster than it takes to remember marijuana means weed. So if I want to get high, guess what I got to do? Take a Benadryl. Oh, my goodness. Just a cool uncle at the party, hovering over you. I love to join you kids, but I don't have a Benadryl, you know what I mean? I gotta slip myself a few bennies if I wanna hang with the Jets. You guys know what I'm talking about. You read it in a magazine. Is that a seat? You know what, there's not even a place for me to sit. So I can't even get high. Because if I'm gonna get altered, I'm gonna need to take a powder. Um... So yeah, dairy and pollen, dairy and pollen, eating and breathing have become unexpectedly dangerous in my life. I'm actually going to stop calling my allergies that. That's a wimpy name for something that might kill you out of nowhere. So I'm now going to call my allergies my police. Exactly, because they might erase my existence and people will react the same way. Well, why did you go outside that day? You know what I mean? The exact same disregard for human life. All right. Some of you agree. Some of you feel weird about race right now. That's fine. Um, That's how I woke up. Uh, Literally every time I wake up. Just, what, black again? I hope I make it. The police are out and it's already skin 30. Um, I just got back from the South, which is great, because I have been meaning to run more. And I like the South a lot. They have a cute nickname for uh, racism in the South. Uh, They all call it humidity. uh, Because they think it's heat instead of the warm fog of the souls that have been broken. Anyway, I was in Wilmington, North Carolina, beautiful city. I'd like to go to the center of a city like that and just smell the slavery. Wilmington is very specific like that. It's a major port during the slave trade. I know for a fact that my specific ancestors started their journey in North America in that city. So it was a very sobering, profound experience as a black man to go to a building I know my people were sold in. Imagine that, just sitting there looking at it, being with it, just... just... Now it's a Subway sandwich shop. Ooh... I don't know how to feel, actually. Uh, Is that progress or some sort of fucked up underground railroad reference? (laughs) I see you building. Doesn't help that there are major department stores called the Cotton Exchange. (laughs) I just kept walking by going like, not sure that was an exchange. Uh, Let's do giving free shit to black people in here. Yes, I'll take all these cotton items. No need for me to pay. I got that Groupon, reparations, the original one. (laughs) Um. <laughs> Did those jokes at a show recently And I was walking out the, out the club With um, another comedian, a friend of mine We were halfway down the block You know, probably And then this woman came out of the club She's like, Baron! And she said my name in a way that, that made me think It's someone I knew Baron! I was like, oh, who is that? Is that someone I know? Do you know who that is? I can't see who that is Hey, Baron! 
what? Who is that? What's going on? And then she got up to me, and I saw I had been waiting for a stranger that entire time. And I was like, well, let's see this through. And she was like, um, do you, I got a question for you. I'm like, oh, I love questions. <laughs> uh, do you hate white people? I hate this question. Um, do I hate white people? I don't think I said at any point in my act that I hate white people. I don't even think I can hate white people. A couple reasons. Uh, firstly, some of my closest friends in the world are white. Um, secondly, my girlfriend is almost half white. I mean, she's very mixed. Thirdly, technically, there's no such thing as white people. It's not a biological fact. It's a category that was invented for subjugation. This is how it works. You had to create white people so you could create black people. This is complex shit, except I didn't say any of that. I went, kinda, and I ran away. Straight into a 7-Eleven. And I said, give me all the high fructose corn syrup I can eat until I no longer feel. And that's how the food industry works. So yeah, I go into therapy. <laughs> love it. I'm going to therapy. I'm doing all the shit they told black people I couldn't do in middle school. Therapy. Love it. Eating blueberries. Delicious. Skiing. Have not tried it yet, but I'm sure it's delightful. Um... Nothing can be wrong with a sport that requires you to be at the top of the mountain to begin. Um, yeah, therapy's been great. I want to know what I'm about. You know, I want to know how I think and how I feel and what I do and why I do the things that I do. I want to know all these things before I am inevitably shot. Because if the cops don't get me, the mass shooters will. And you don't want to be in the street bleeding to death going, oh shit, I never figured out intimacy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Live in the moment before it's taken away from you. Um, second shooting joke. You're welcome. I did two shooting jokes. I like to do them both in the same set. Because I don't know if you guys know this. There's like a secret rule in comedy where you can't do too many jokes about the same subject at once. Or it exhausts an audience. So to do two shooting jokes is a lot to ask of an audience. Which I always think is really hilarious. Because it means I can't do as many jokes about shootings as there have been shootings. Isn't that weird? Imagine if I came up here and tried to do as many jokes about shootings as there have been shootings. Just hundreds and hundreds of jokes about shootings. Wouldn't you at some point try to stop it? Um, oh, hey, Phoebe. <laughs> Were you waiting for me? No, but I love that you're here. Oh, I thought you were. Are you not done? I can leave. No, I'm just that good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then usually I tap dance and walk off the stage. <laughs> Keep it going for Baron Vaughn, everybody. Keep it going for Phoebe Robinson. You just heard Baron Vaughn, Ryan Shutt, and Kristen Rand. Tito Queens is produced by Joanna Salataroff, Jim Point, Paula Schumann, and Rachel Neal. Our team includes Joe Plord, Ed Haber, Isaac Jones, Jeremy Bloom, Hey Boo, Alexander Overington, Matt Boynton, and Shanoa Estrada. Our theme music was composed by Jeff Brodsky. Need more 2DQ in your life? Then like us on Facebook. We post behind-the-scenes content plus info about our upcoming shows. Yes, and as always, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. It makes a huge diff, I promise. Thanks for listening. <laughs> 
Because sometimes I'm worried about, even when I'm like looking for porn, I'm worried if I'm accidentally going to tweet the porn that I'm watching. Why? Because you, you know I watch it on my phone. That's literally so ignorant. I know. Phoebe, for some reason, doesn't like that I watch porn on my phone. Like, it's like, you, you do it at home with your hashtag stand in your truth. <laughs> no, that's making it a bigger deal than it is. Sometimes you just want to like. So you're like out get in the to streets. It. No, boo. I'm like in bed. I'm not going to like get out of bed and get my laptop. I'm going to just grab my phone off my nightstand because it's charging and then just. Yeah, but don't you want a 13 inch screen? So you want to watch. No, I like it little. Porn. Well, I like it little. You like dongs little too? No, no, of course not, Phoebe. Jesus. <laughs> Why would you say something like that to me? I like it little. <laughs> Since WNYC's first broadcast in 1924, we've been dedicated to creating the kind of content we know the world needs. Since then, New York Public Radio's rigorous journalism has gone on to win a Peabody Award and a DuPont Columbia Award, among others. In addition to this award-winning reporting, your sponsorship also supports inspiring storytelling and extraordinary music that is free and accessible to all. To get in touch and find out more, visit sponsorship.wnyc.org.